Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. In Italian food, I prioritize the lighter sauces, I do. Wow. I'm colorist. That's that's tough to hear. I'm, I'm know, a red man. sauce man myself. No, man. I'm like white sauce and then pesto and then, and then red sauce. You fuck around with that vodka sauce ever? A little bit. Vodka sauce is good. That's red. Yeah, it's, it's, like it's pink. pinkish. Yeah. Yeah, I, so it's still lighter. It's reddish yeah, coming to ABC this fall. I don't, want any. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't want any of that darky sauce. <laughs> I love that you said that but after you looked over your shoulder at your Martin DVD. <laughs> I, I hope Tisha Campbell doesn't hear me. I don't want any of dark sauce. I don't know. She didn't either. <laughs> the government growing babies. Microchips in your anus. All koala bears are racist. The ozone layer owes me money. Martians invented turkey stuff. Welcome to another phenomenal episode of My Mama Told Me. The podcast where we dive deep, deep into the pockets of black conspiracy theories. And we finally work to prove that if you cut open the keloid on the back of Ving Rain's neck, it will in fact bleed coke and crown. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that and I believe that. It's There's no doubt it, in my mind. That's what it looks like it's full of. It seems like it, not only will it bleed Coke and Crown, but there'll be a little bag in there too, like a little purple bag. (laughs) (laughs) The bag comes out of the kilo. Uh, (laughs) Oh, Bing. Oh, Bing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm one of your hosts, Langston Kerman. And I'm David Borey. Yeah, and we're, we're here, we're here, David, celebrating... Our 100th episode. This is the 100th episode, 100th episode of My Mama Told Me. And if I get the words right, we'll celebrate. That's a big deal. I don't I don't think Martin got 100 episodes. I, did Martin not get 100 episodes? I'm looking at the DVD collection on my shelf. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he 
You guys can't see this at home, but David David could not have turned cleaner and and more clearly to the DVD collection. It's as if he like looks at it every day, like some sort of uh, almost memorial for Martin. I'm not sure what it is. Well, it's my DVD section. I have Martin, and then I have Meteor Man, because that's harder <laughs> to find than you would think. Oh, Martin got 132 episodes, so we, we've got some work to do All if right. we're going to keep up with Martin. All I'm trying to do is ever do is catch Martin. Catch Martin. And uh, and maybe don't hurt Tisha Campbell in the process. No, you know? no. We love Tisha. We love Dwayne. Oh, they're not sure. together anymore, right? No, they're broken up. Damn, uh, she really leaned into that singing career when they split, and, and that wasn't great. Uh, I feel like the time is not now. She had no, the time. You're 50, baby girl. Stop yeah, this. it's okay. It's okay. You don't need a single. We don't need a single. We don't need it. And frankly, she's proven herself, and this is what's so disappointing for me, at least, with Tisha Campbell, is she's proven herself to be one of the greatest sitcom actresses in history. She's been a part of some fucking classics. I don't need you to go make mediocre music. I need you paired alongside one other black man who people are going to say is difficult at times. Or Pam. Or Pam. If her and Pam Mm -hmm. toured, like, various... County fairs, uh, barbershop openings, <laughs> raising cane openings, <laughs> things like that. I would, I would be into that. <laughs> I love the idea of somebody opening a raising cane and being like, and now <laughs> a performance from Pam and Gina, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that's everything i want in a day they they come out and they do they do all their classics they do some stuff from little shop of horrors exactly. when we first met them exactly and then they they go into they maybe they do the everybody loves everybody hates chris song just because <laughs> because that's in the wheelhouse i suppose and then they Wait. close it out with with I guess I, I don't know uh, riffing. <laughs> they just I, riff I think they do some riffing. I think they close it out with like an En Vogue song or something. Oh, they start doing covers. You see what I'm saying? Okay, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Because they're both of their catalogs are not that deep. No, they don't have very much. In fact, uh, even in the list, I gave away a song that does not belong to either of them. So you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good song though that everybody hates Chris song. It's you know what? It's I think uh 10 seconds long, but the motherfuckers was nailing it. The all whole you time. need, all you need. You just need a little taste. Yeah. You know that was actually sang by uh the Weather Girls, the same ladies who sang It's Raining Men. Is that true? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You have Martin DVDs on your wall. I, I thought maybe like this it. was uh, <laughs> this was just a little tidbit that you had sitting in your pocket. You no, it sounds mean? like something I would know. It sounds. It does. I was convinced. No, and, and I'm I'm a fool to I'm have sorry. believed. You're not. You're not. You're you're fine. You're fine. That was crazy. <laughs> I abused my power, and I understand. Well, we we can't bullshit much longer about no. uh, Tashina Arnold and Tisha Campbell, uh, both lovely classic actresses in in the black sitcom space. But today we are celebrating a hundred 
episodes of the show, the 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 centennial, if if I don't know what centennial means. And so with that, I thought the best way for us to celebrate, because you haven't been here the entire time. In fact, you're you're a much more recent ad to the journey of my mama told me, although you were on one of our very, very earliest episodes. I was on early. They forgot about Dre. I came back. <laughs> then a white man made a song about not forgetting about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And here you are again. <laughs> but I thought, I thought a fun journey for us to take on together is to go back and uh, look at some of our favorite topics, the, the topics that sort of came up early in the in the Rolodex of our bullshit here at My Mama Told Me, and we'll just talk about them. Some of these it. you probably haven't gotten a chance to, to hear, and so I'm excited to hear all of your thoughts, Bori, on on, uh, on all these different subjects. I got some, too. Bring it out. I know you do. I, <laughs> what better way to start? And this will be exciting for our listeners, because this is actually the subject of a, a long-lost episode, an episode that never actually made it to air. Our earliest guest, who, who technically was not our earliest guest recorded, but our earliest guest was Will Miles. I'm a big fan of him. I, Shout out to Will. I know you know him well. Ch- Chicago. Hell yeah. <laughs> do that for every person I, I list. I will Where are do they the from? City I want that you to... I know if I know it. <laughs> But Will actually did our our test pilot for the show. And with the test pilot, he came with a theory that I had never heard before. And up to this date, have not heard again since. He said, my mama told me the mail is being used to send poisonous perfume samples, possibly government terrorism. Okay, there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not a quick one. Because this is, when was the last time you got a magazine with a perfume sample? That's, that's a big question. That, <laughs> what is he, <laughs> what magazine is he still getting? <laughs> Where he's like, like at best, uh, look, the, the only magazine subscriptions I have were completely by accident at this point. You know what I mean? Like you bought yeah. an item and then they're like, well, technically by buying this, you get a subscription to our, our magazine. I have a GQ magazine subscription that I bought because I tried to pretend myself to myself that I was that kind of a guy. And now I still mm. I still have it. I, it still comes every week, but I don't. Whoa. What what, what prompted GQ? What 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 happened where you were like, Man, I think I'm going to be a GQ dude. Sometimes now. I'm all stoned on the Internet. Just like, you know what? I don't know about, you know, different fragrances and fashion trends. Who could keep me up on that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't I don't know. I I I need some kind of an aggregate to a to adult manhood and I thought that I thought that GQ would be that. And it, it, I have not I I think I cracked open one like 6 months ago. That's it. Wow. That's it, embarrassing. I you know what it is? I I feel like with GQ, I'm not convinced that I'm ever going to look the way that these guys look. And so it, it it intimidates me, if I'm being honest. I'm looking at these guys and, and sure, yes. those outfits are cool, but are they would they be cool on me? I'm going to talk shit in a bar. I ain't really about to do all this cool stuff. No. They're laying in bathtubs in suits. You know what I mean? They're in like speedboats with wood paneling. 
Mm-hmm. Like every speedboat that I'm on has like neon colors. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a plastic speedboat man. <laughs> oh, big time, big time. It has like a dumb name. <laughs> you got the malarkey. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People are smoking like black and milds on it. Like that's yeah, that's the problem with GQ. Is it's it's a little too. They need like a they need like a lower level GQ. Like for for like not not gentlemen. But just like, so, I don't know what the ter- what's mm-hmm. the step below gentleman, right? Like, is there is is there a term for below gentleman? I I think that's called a uh, middle manager. Okay, we need like a middle manager's <laughs> quarterly. Like you got some bread, you got some bread, you got like you your TV is wall mounted, but you don't necessarily have health insurance. Like I can yeah. look like those guys. It's wall mounted, but it's still got those cords underneath it. You that, didn't like, pay for the tuck. No, nah, you didn't get it tucked in. No, so no. here we are. And and yeah, you you probably want to see what what fashion you can pull off. That's what I that's all I want, man. That's all I want. I like that. I, I like that for you. And and to that, I, I think in your magazine, at least by by your suggestion, I'm assuming they would not be putting the perfume samples and, and cologne samples inside of it. Here's the thing, and I'm not going to sit here and lie to you like I've never tried to use a cologne sample and pass it off as cologne I'm wearing. It just mm. doesn't work, man. Right. It just, it's not enough. Yeah, they don't give you a lot. It's like one spray. I got a lot of, I got a lot of real estate to cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these crops are going to, they're going to need a little more, uh, Come on, a little more man. greening than that. Come on, man. One spray, my whole body. But that's why I wonder what he, like, who has, Will must be getting, like, Black Tail or something. Like, what magazine still has perfume? So, what's fascinating is, and this this is something he and I talked about when we originally had this conversation, but it actually was all, this this theory, this fear was all started from a an email that was sort of circulating. This is back when emails used to circulate, if that makes sense. And the email uh, reads, and I'm going to read it verbatim. It goes, urgent news from Glen Eagles Hospital. Urgent with five exclamation points after that. Seven women have died after inhaling a free perfume sample that was mailed to them. The product was poisonous. If you receive free samples in the mail, such as lotions, perfumes, diapers, etc., throw them away. The government is afraid that this might be another terrorist act. They will not announce it in the news because they do not want to create panic or give the terrorists new ideas. Send this forward to all your friends and family members. Diane J. Ford, Office of the Free- of the Chief of Police, Office of Risk Management, 101 M Street, SW, Washington, D.C. First of all, people are getting perfumes, lotions, and diapers samples in the mail. I think I think in the late nineties we were mailing everything. That's true. We weren't. We were so before nine eleven. We were so flippant. Yeah, we didn't give a fuck who no, got man, what in I'll the mail. No man, I'll put this lotion in the mail. Yeah, just put this big old tub of lotion in the mail. <laughs> Let these ashy niggas figure it out. <laughs> And now we're very careful. To your point, now it's you barely can spray yourself with the cologne. But back then, you get a whole, you get a whole Dracar Noir in the mail, oh, and they call it a sample. Send me some of that Aquadigio. Yeah, What's that six bucks. 
<laughs> what happened to us, America? You know, we, we used to have so many cents. I feel we like, had it. I feel like poor people don't wear cologne anymore, and that's a big issue. Mm. What What was your your go to cologne when you were uh, a young upstart, a young man figuring it out? Uh, I had a bottle of, of uh, Adidas. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that I got for Christmas in one of those packs. You know how it would be like the Adidas cologne, the Adidas deodorant, and then yep. like a pair of Adidas socks? Of course. I got like one of those, and I used that. That was probably like eight to ninth or 10th grade. Yeah. And then I got Aquadigio because this girl named Alana had told me that it smells really good. And then that, oh. and that kind of carried me to my early 20s. And then I was thugging no sense. No now sense. Now I'm Tom Ford. Just raw dog out in the wind. Just trying to live, man. Uh, now, tell me this. Did Alana notice when you bought the Aquadigio? Of course she not. Oh fuck! No, that's that's hard to hear. She was elevated, man. She had, she had like, yeah, she, it wasn't. I, it was never meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> you give your heart to these people, and they don't, they don't give it back. You know, they they truly don't no. like the fact that you remember she was the one that planted this seed in your head is always going to ache at you, and she's not going to be like, damn, I told David to wear that, and he never. I never complimented him on how well he smelled. You know what I mean? I've I've thought about it realistically. I don't think she would remember me. That's that's, that's so the, painful to hear, dude. And I've been on TV. What do you think <laughs> I did it for? A lot. You think yeah. I did it for the money? No. <laughs> it doesn't pay that much if you're not a star. <laughs> like, it you scales. Just, it you scales. people don't realize that, but it's a hundred percent scales. You know how many times you know how many bit parts I gotta do to buy a car? <laughs> Probably 60. <laughs> I just do it so Alana will see. So maybe Alana <laughs> is sitting down in her home. And she never notices. She, she never knows, but I'm hoping maybe she watches pause with Sam J. She's like, wow, I seen that guy <laughs> before. I recognize I recognize his freewheeling feelings about drugs. And then, you know, she looks me up and then, oh, shit, he's verified. And then she sends yeah. a DM and I don't respond. Good for you. Don't give her that. I hope that she watches pause. She goes, I had a feeling David would do crack someday. Yeah. But but I still <laughs> I still have feelings for him. I still I still feel like it's unrequited love. I'm going to send him a message and then you big timer hard block that bitch. Oh, you're blocking her. She I'm, can't even I'm, see you anymore. I'm giving her the Mutombo finger. Oh, shit. No, no, what no, a... no, 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 no. <laughs> you had your chance. <laughs> so one of the things that, that we discovered in sort of talking about this apparent conspiracy theory is that the, the email was completely made up. And uh, it was sort of rooted in a lot of like the hoax and energy that was born out of... 9-11 and the anthrax scare, right? I was that, scared like, of anthrax. This, this wasn't, there was no evidence of it actually being real. These seven women, six women, whatever it was, dying 
in this hospital from sniffing perfume, but in sort of riding the anthrax wave, some idiot at home was like, I'm going to start telling people their perfume samples are poisonous and see what that does. And it didn't do anything. It, I mean, it stopped perfume samples, right? It it did. It certainly put a, a, a little bit of a bind on the perfume samples. I haven't got no free perfume because now that I think about it, I do remember not me, but my mom. It would be that tiny bottle. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Like it'd be like that tall and like really thin. Yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. haven't seen any of those since. I mean, I think that it's I think it's since 9-11. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like back then you could get a sample and get on an airplane with a sample in your pocket. And now they're like, these are this is just going to get people in trouble in every way possible. You could get on an airplane with pocket knives, aerosols. <laughs> your shoes now Beauty they take guns. your shoes from you everything man it's like going to jail <laughs> give me your belt <laughs> <laughs> well not me i have clear but for poor people <laughs> they're like these seats are too small you're gonna want to kill yourself give me your yeah. goddamn belt give me that belt no shoelaces it's also why i fly in crocs i got a, I got a whole system yeah, I, I'm a big flip-flop flyer now. You have to. You have to, like, yeah. to get... And I'm not, like, a savage, right? Like, I got socks on. I'm not, like, a white person. But, yeah. like, you have to get through... <laughs> you just have to get through fast, you know? Yeah. Slide it out. It makes slide. everything easier. And it also makes it so you don't feel like some weird urge to kick off your shoes, which... Uh, which I've done, and frankly, it's real, it's real nice, but I also feel terribly ashamed afterwards. Yeah, you should feel bad. That's one thing you should feel bad about. Yeah, no, I'm not proud of that at all. And uh, <laughs> I blame my father. I, I would not, I, I would not have, I would not have taken you for a <laughs> shoes off on the plane kind of guy. I'm no, I, I don't want to be that guy. But if I'm being honest, once you do it, you're like, this is, this is luxury that I'd never imagined before. That's a freedom I, I, I won't allow myself to taste. That's fair. I, you know, uh, <laughs> I think, I think the truth is we could all afford a little bit more China in this country. There, there should be a little bit more. Whoa, whoa, Look, whoa. There should be a little right, bit LeBron more. LeBron James. Hard fastened rules <laughs> of, of shit that we have to follow. You know, okay, we have I hear to, you. I hear you. We, we can't just be freewheeling everywhere, you know? You're right. And, oh, you're and right. if it means that I have to keep my goddamn shoes on when I'm flying through the air, I, I'd respect it. I'd serve. I respect. I appreciate that because that is nasty. You can't. It's just it's bad for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's dig into another one. I feel like All that right. we, got we did everything that we could on that. We right. it. it sounds like you don't believe it for one second. Not and, even uh, kind of. You oh you believe it kinda no not even kinda I don't oh not that. even kinda great okay and I and that... I believe shit <laughs> <laughs> this oh this was a fun one Carl Tart okay our former guest Carl Tart very funny man you can am I him. crooked letter crooked letter humpback humpback oh you knew you remembered okay I'm hell good. yeah you're you're nice with it but Carl <laughs> Tart actually came to us with a conspiracy theory that he said, my mama told me if you eat spaghetti from a woman you don't know, she might put her menstrual blood in it and put a hex on you. Yeah. There's a Kevin Gates song about it. Okay. And Fatal is attraction. That, is that more convincing for you or less? <laughs> I don't know. Uh... <laughs> Does Kevin Gates believing something make you feel more solidified in it or... 
or truly like you're trapped in a in a manic place? I am, I am, ah, uh, okay, this is going to get weird. I think that if there was a rapper who knew how to put out an evil spell or knew about evil spells, it would be Kevin Gates. Mm. You know now, when you say that, are you referring specifically to male rappers? Because if it's all rappers, I'm going to Azalea Banks every time. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good that, that's a good point. Uh, I guess male rappers, I'm not sure, but anyways, that's not the point. Do I think that they could put could make you coochie spaghetti and uh, <laughs> run your brain? I think that the ways of women are very mysterious. Mm. And that I don't oh man, I don't because it it's not like she's going to make you a zombie if you eat it right no i i mean i think the implication is that it's more like a love potion than it is like a uh and a full submission of okay. your your being if that makes sense that could be true that is pheromones right uh-huh that's what we're talking about i think so i mean i i i truly was i was gonna let you think it through but then you were like it's pheromones right go ahead <laughs> okay i'm just saying because it's, and it's not only spaghetti spaghetti is just the easiest way to put Right? I think there, the implication is that spaghetti is the best place to hide it because of the matching color right. of the menstrual blood to the pasta sauce. Okay. But she could also put it in your pizza then. I think she could. I think for specifically black people, we're not known for making uh, a ton of pizza, certainly at home. Right. Like if, if I go over a girl's house and she's like, I made you a pizza, I'd be like, bitch. What's wrong with you? Are you trying to trap me? <laughs> Kevin Gates told me about this. You ain't Italian. What the fuck is this? <laughs> but if she's making spaghetti, you're like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, this is nice. If, you know, this is black. If it's black people's spaghetti, it's cooked in one pot and it's got sugar in it for some reason. Yeah. Like, okay, this is just a regular black lady doing black people stuff. And then do you ever get the Fat-ass garlic bread that they sell at Safeway. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, man, that is good. That that Texas toast type yeah, shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good on spaghetti. We should just make some spaghetti after that. Honestly, we should just turn this podcast into a, a spaghetti cooking hour. Spaghetti appreciation. You know a weird <laughs> thing about spaghetti? I refuse to eat it in restaurants. Whoa. Yeah, I refuse. Why? Now, tell me more. Is it Does it have anything to do with menstrual blood? No, I think it's just I've had it at home so much. I'm not gonna go to the, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dress up, go out to eat, and give a tip for some spaghetti. Sure. That's insane. <laughs> that's insane. It just doesn't. It make does any sense feel to me. like the lowest rung of like uh, of starter foods in it's, a lot of ways. It's the cheapest pasta. It's the cheapest pasta, and it's also the one that we all feel the most confident even approaching. So it's like, yeah, I, I shouldn't pay a stranger to do this. I'm not paying anybody for spaghetti ever. Mm, I do think that's why when you go to restaurants, they often add like the bolognese to it. Oh, is that with the egg? Yeah, now, I think bolognese just means like it's like a meat sauce, if I'm not mistaken. And I think part of the reason they 
make it sound more Italian than it actually is, is because they're like, well, you can make spaghetti at home, but do you know how to make bolognese? And it's like, okay, all right, I guess you got me there. I don't really know. I feel like I could. Oh, you can make bolognese. That's what I'm saying. Give me, I need, I need the white sauces. I need the cream sauces. And that might be racist. (laughs) I prioritize white sauces. But this, this, do I believe this? Anything's possible. Have you ever eaten the spaghetti of a of a woman you did not, uh, you were not committed to? You were you were just sort of like canoodling with the spaghetti. No, I feel like every time it's been like auntie spaghetti. I don't think I've had like a woman I'm dating spaghetti. Not because of this, mm. just because like. If I'm eating your leftovers, then it feels like we're dating. Like, I, I'm kind of like, I'll drink your juices and stuff, but, like, I commit to heating a plate. It feels a little too personal. I got you. So, so truly, it's more of a, a type of pretension that's kept you uh, unhexed. Yes. More yeah. than not wanting the spaghetti of a stranger. Right, 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 right. But, you know, that being said, if you, you know, if you're out there, Age appropriate, got a good job. You could coochie, coochie spaghetti trap me. <laughs> I'm open. You know what I mean? I got health insurance. I'm a small business owner. I got a few credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> Give my man your coochie curse. He's available for coochie curses and uh, and titty tricks as well. Whatever yes. whatever comes to mind. Yeah, all sort of down bottom trickery. I'm I'm for it. Put some breast milk in his cereal. Let's yeah. see what happens. Yeah, who knows? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that one is real, though. So you're you're feeling good about that one as a as a potential uh, real curse that we're all facing. I think that's a real. I think that's that seems like some witch shit. Yeah. Mm, okay, I like this. I like that we're heading towards that direction. This is a fun one that that came from our our former guest Naomi Ek Paragon. Very funny. And Naomi, this is welcome this is to New one. York City. Is New that York you... City, that's right. Do okay, you know okay. which? Do you know which borough? You know which uh, section of New York? Uh, my eyes are getting weary. My back is getting <laughs> the King of Queens song. Is no, it Queens? she's not from Queens. Damn, damn. Okay, wait. I think she's a more. Harlem native, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, midnight at the Oasis. Yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah, I, damn. I did the New York, though. That was pretty good, I think. No, you nailed it. Okay. Naomi Ak Paragon said, my mama told me that white people don't get cold. <laughs> <laughs> to a degree, yes, this is one is true. Yeah, it's it's it. we actually did a bunch of research for this one and found out that there's fair amount of legitimacy to this conspiracy theory. Yeah, I've seen them go nuts in the snow. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like, I've been like driving down the road before in the snow and seen like a white guy with no shirt on or like, yeah, you know what I mean? I've been like at the grocery store in a blizzard and some dude walks in in shorts, like all that kind of thing. Like, I've seen that stuff. And you, you're, you're a Denver native? Yes, sir. You've spent a lot of time in a very cold atmosphere with mm-hmm. a lot of uh, primarily white people. I imagine you've seen them at their most exposed. They'll drink, they'll drink cold beer in a garage if it's snowing outside. Jesus Christ. I know. So this one isn't even, I don't even think we have to go deep. This one is, just, this isn't even a conspiracy. That's a fact. That's like, we all knew that. Yeah, no, I think it's pretty legit. I, I do wonder 
how often these stereotypes are making their way back to white people in a way that like that they're hearing that black people or anybody else is saying these things about them. And does that then make them go, hey, maybe we should work on that. Maybe we should uh, not not do that anymore. If there's one thing I've learned about white people is that they don't do that. <laughs> Fair. They, so, <laughs> not a particularly reflective bunch. No, and that's not even and that's not even a that one's not good or bad, right? It's just like No, I, and frankly, I think it's better for them given the environments that they often uh trek in. I I think it it's 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 certainly a safety net of of sorts. I will say I had a I had a my water heater went out for a couple of weeks, so I was just raw dogging these cold showers. It's it's Oof. it makes you feel good after. It's the shower is not pleasant, but the way you feel after is very good. Ah, even yeah. now I finish all my showers with a cold blast. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh shit! No, thank you. <laughs> I. I'll miss out on that opportunity. One time. You don't have to shower in the cold. Just like end it with a cold blast to get your whole body cold and then get out. Damn. That's oof. That's going to be tough for me. I'm a real, I'm a real hot shower man myself, but even in the summer, even in the summer, I'll, I sometimes I go out and exercise and then I come back in and I take a shower and I'm still sweating after the shower. And I need that cold blast no, more than anything, yeah. but I'm too much of a coward to to head in that direction. <laughs> no, you got to do it because that double sweating thing is the worst. I call that double jeopardy. It's the worst feeling because then you're like, <laughs> why did I even take this shower? Yeah, this is a complete waste of a shower. No, yeah. Now I'm just double wet. Damn. All right. But yeah, so that I one's gotta, easy. That one's easy. I got to welcome cold showers into my life and white people. You can just keep doing you, baby. Yeah. No notes. You're killing it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe try putting some coochie juice in the, the casserole or whatever it is you make. Yeah, your tuna fish casserole. Put a little, put a little pussy juice in there. See, See what if happens. That, you can hex somebody like black people do with spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. 
a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. All right, here's a fun one that comes from from my friend, Mr. Nate Marshall. Nate Marshall is a very talented poet that I know, but Nate Marshall came with a conspiracy theory. I don't know where he's from. Uh, That's okay. I'll give you some context clues. Same place as me. Chicago? Chicago, baby. He's a Chicago Oh, Chi-Town. Yeah. Windy City. Let me get a a beef. And now what you guys do? Let me get a beef. Isn't that what you guys do out there? <laughs> yeah, I think you've been watching one television program in particular and, and decided that that was the entire city's personality. But hell yeah, that, I've heard it said. Hey, dip that beef. <laughs> Behind chef. <laughs> I've seen some other stuff. You know, I knew that. That was a Chicago show. <laughs> I know about I know about your place. Sure. Nate Marshall came with a conspiracy theory that that he said my mama told me that Timberland is owned by the KKK. The producer or the shoe company? The the shoe company. Yeah. Not the <laughs> Timberland is not currently being held captive by the Ku Klux Klan. I don't know. But... He did like a One Direction song. It went nuts at the end there. That's fair. He's had some problematic points in his career. Yeah. And maybe this was like the KKK nudging him, being like, boy, you're making too much heat. We need you to to draw it back a little bit. <laughs> we need you to get buff and we need you to chill out. Oh, man. I hate when a rapper gets buff. I Can cannot I stand it. I can't stand it. Truly, some of the greatest have gotten buff and it's ruined everything I liked about them. Nobody likes you better. Yeah, no one, no one was like, you know what Buster Rhymes needs? A is bigger to, neck. Yeah, is to not be able to touch his toes and kick <laughs> kick his legs anymore. <laughs> he looks like it's hard for him to move. Yeah, he's just so fucking stiff now. And he used to be able to like jump on walls and shit. I don't think he's got that anymore. He was so fucking fun and now he he's was, just buff and it's and weird. Ugh, I he doesn't it. look fun at all anymore. No, and Timberland's the same thing. It's just like, you were a silly billy, man. Just stay a silly billy. You were out there in Virginia hanging out with a guy named Magoo. Now you're buff. Come on, man. With call fucking, Magoo. Come on. <laughs> call. I bet you Magoo wasn't for it. Oh, this is a fun conspiracy theory. I bet you Magoo was not for it. I love this, that the reason that they no longer work together <laughs> is because Timberland came to him one day and was like, Magoo... I'm going to start getting buff. And Magoo said, no, Timberland, no. <laughs> Remember he had that high voice? It was so no, hot. It was so hot. 
Also went also went at Madonna weirdly. That was always strange to me. Oh. You remember that on Up Jumps to Boogie? Yeah. Up in the he said a lot he said a lot of things on that song. But he said, No fan of Madonna, she's just a damn slut. Didn't fit with the rest of the tone of the song, I felt. This is a Magoo line? That's a, that's a, he says, yo, it was crazy. He says, up in the cut, like gay niggas in butt. No Whoa. fan of Madonna. She's just a damn slut. I swear to God, that was the that was the line. That was the pair of bars that he was like, God. <laughs> it was crazy. He sat down and wrote that. Yeah, I see why they cut him out of the camp. You yeah, know? Yeah, you can't have that. You can't you can't, you can't. be talking like that. Twenty twenty two? What are you doing? Come on, man. man. <laughs> the Timberland didn't have good vision for his body, but he had good vision for his career. He knew he was like, I can't keep like, hanging out with this dude who's gonna shit on gay people in Madonna. <laughs> this what is was a bad that? combo. I completely forgot the conspiracy we were talking about. Oh, I'll remind you, it was that Timberland, the, oh, co- yeah. the shoe company, is owned by the KKK. Now, what I should tell you is that part of where this conspiracy theory comes from is that the tree on the shoe is believed to, uh, or at least there were theories that the tree on the shoe that is part of the Timberland emblem is believed to have a noose hanging from it. Okay. I got to Google this. Yeah, no, look it up. It's, it's, there's a, there's, there's a little bit of an argument here. I've never had a pair of Timberlands because I'm from the West Coast for real. Oh, shit. Yeah. Is there? I can't tell. Yeah, that's part of what they argue is that, like, it's some shit that you really got to, like, study. Okay. And, and that is there. But, but now they're, like, marketing towards black people, right? Well, that was the original. Some of what we discovered in this episode is that they did not originally market towards black people and, in fact, pushed back pretty hard when the the shift started to happen. They were a working class boot for working class white men. And then it started to shift into hip hop culture. And at one point, statements were made where they were like, hey, this isn't really what we were aiming for. And then they had to retract those statements and fully become like the nigga shoe brand. But working class, weren't they always expensive? No, I mean, expensive in the sense that like they were... uh, they were expensive for a workman's boot, but you were meant to like buy a pair of Timberlands and keep them forever and always. That was their big argument was like, yeah, you're investing $150 in these bad boys, but these, this is like your forever shoe. And it wasn't until hip hop sort of introduced its relationship with them that they started going, well, you're going to need a new pair of Tims every year because they get scuffed and they don't look good no more. See, I always felt like if I got Tim's, I would get the beef and broccolis because they would hide dirt better. Mm. But so here's why I don't believe this conspiracy theory. Okay, tell me more. Timberland, not just as a company, but as a product, has helped out too many black people for it to have, like, to for it to be run by something like the KFK. I almost said the KFK. I'm <laughs> like, The you know Kevin Federline uh, connection <laughs> is, is running Timberland. Like, think about how many black men have gotten some Tims and then got laid or a deal mm-hmm. or something. 
Like, or just like we're able to stun on people. Like, it causes black people too much joy for me to think that they would want to be invested in that. Yeah. So I think long. you're you're right to feel that way. What we discovered in the episode is that Timberland's actually owned by a family of Jewish people. And so they they have, I have no, nothing to say about that. <laughs> they have no connection whatsoever to the to the KKK. Moreover, this conspiracy theory, similar to the first one we discussed, actually was a part of another internet email chain of a poem that was supposedly written by Maya Angelou where she suggests that Timberland is owned by the KKK. But what? I assure you, this poem was not written by Maya Angelou and could not have been written by anybody who has written poems before. <laughs> I bet that she... Do you think... She said Timberland before, right? Maya Angelou? Yeah. Huh. Do you think she ever... Because her voice was... Timberland. <laughs> <laughs> like... I would love to just hear her say it. And we'll never get that chance, no. big dog. I wonder if she ever said it in private. I bet she said it before. Here's what I think might have happened. She was in Poetic Justice, and there is some possibility that when she was hanging out with all those rap scallions on Poetic on the set of Poetic Justice, she like mentioned Guy Tory. Yeah, yeah, she Guy Tory. She was showing off to Guy Tory. <laughs> I know Timberland. <laughs> <laughs> I've smoked jazz cigarettes. <laughs> Timberland. Timberland. The KKK owns Timberland guy, Tori. Man, I would pay $1,000 to watch a conversation between Maya Angelou and Guy Tori. <laughs> and then like Pac trying to get in but she like won't let him talk yeah she's not interested in Pac no she likes that dark meat <laughs> whoa do you think Guy oh. Tori smashed respectfully oh so in this story you're feeling like oh there's a sexual chemistry happening here yeah that's why she's trying to relate I, th I thought that's what you were saying no I think I was just thinking <laughs> that she was like personally fascinated with the the depth of Guy Tori but I love that you're like but also she's trying to suck on him I didn't say it like that. <laughs> She's one of the greatest poets our nation's ever <laughs> trying to suck on it. <laughs> Come on, man. Don't bail on me at the no, end. Okay, you're right. I'm still in it. I'm still in it. I, maybe, yeah, I think maybe she was trying to suck on it. You don't get old and stop wanting to suck on it, I assume. No, nah, you got you to gotta do that till the day you die. You got to want to suck on it till the day you die. Right. Then we miss you, Maya. Let's let's say that before we move on to our next one. We miss you very I much. I don't like that you called her Maya. It feels too familiar. We that miss, is too familiar. Miss, we miss you, uh, Miss Angelou. Auntie Angelou, we, yeah. we miss you very much. I'm sorry for this whole last five minutes. It's not good. And, we and frankly, we'll have to cut it out. But yeah, but, we should. <laughs> but we had fun. I liked it. I mean, I liked it. At the, I, I'm com I, I, it's complicated. Okay, here's a fun one that came from from Bashir Salahuddin. Shy Town. Shy Town. That's right. I'm I'm glad you knew Bashir came with a conspiracy theory that actually uh, put a spin on one that I thought I believed. But Bashir said, "My mama told me that rich people are investing in space exploration so that they can kick the poor people off of Earth." 
Oh, that's backwards from what I thought. So they're not trying to escape themselves. They are trying to set it up so that they can get rid of us. That seems like too big of a project Mm. to me. Like, just like logistically, there's so many more poor people and the earth is already kind of like heading down. Yeah. That it seems to me like this is backwards. I like, like, I like the, I like it in theory, but I do think that like, that's just right. You know what I'm saying? No, the numbers feel off. I agree with you. But here's what piqued my interest is that rich people don't leave where they are, right? That it is much harder for them to set up a new system and a a new hierarchy, a new functioning structure. Because how will they still be rich? How would they still be rich if everybody is up there with them? How will they uh, ensure that their resources don't get depleted? If you go to Mars, you are still outsourcing all of your materials and oxygen and all that shit. Like, it's a lot of fucking work that they're expecting to do. Whereas if they stay here and ask us to do it, the physical labor is available and they don't have to change their lifestyles at all. That makes sense. But also, wouldn't they need some poor people to stay because they who would do all the work? And I think I think to that point, he never specified that it's kicking all the poor people off of. Okay, I think he's saying, like, we can kind of uh, start to skim the extra bodies off the top, get rid of some folks and still keep our laborers here to serve as, as they need. I mean, I could, I, I, I could believe that it's like, it's like them busting all the homeless people to California. I, I, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I, I believe that. Yeah. It's California is a nice place to live, but not if you got bust there by a bunch of people who don't care about you. Yeah. But it's better than Milwaukee. Yeah, it's better than Milwaukee. You know what I mean? <laughs> Objectively, even if you know everybody in Milwaukee, California is better in, than Milwaukee. I think everybody in both places would agree. Yeah, I don't think anybody in Milwaukee is <laughs> like, this fucking guy, he doesn't know what we got going here in Milwaukee. Yeah, we got a waterfront. <laughs> <laughs> we got two breweries here in Milwaukee. Here in Milwaukee. Uh yeah, I I I'm I'm for this one. I think okay, I think, I, think yeah. I get it because I think it was like also if you did it on some slow shit, like it's not all gonna happen tomorrow, right? Sure, it's, yeah, it's like a it's like a generational plan. Yeah, they're not gonna put all of us out at once. I think it's more of like picking and choosing who can go at one time, and then suddenly convincing a bunch of people to join them, uh, either willingly or unwillingly. Yeah, I think that was solid. I think that's a good one. Let me let me ask you this: Where do you land in the uh, in in the space exploration of it all? Are you willing to go to space? No, not at all. Not even a little bit. Nah, man. Tell me why. For what, bro? Like, yeah, it could be great, but it could be ass, and then I'm just out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I the the risk doesn't seem worth the reward. I'm not like that. I'm not like a. I'm not, a, I'm not that adventurous, man. There's a bunch of places in, 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 there's places in America I haven't been. The fuck I got to go to space. I can just go to the Florida <laughs> Keys one time. That's new. 
So to your point, there there's plenty of exploration you could do here. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't require any uh space navigation of any kind. Yeah, I space is interesting or whatever. I have no want or need to go see it. I respect that. That yeah. that makes that that lands about where I'm at with it. Like the yeah. reality is like uh I ain't gonna get to see all of Earth even even if I stopped doing this now and just started exploring. And there's enough resources to figure out here that I, I don't gotta be up on the moon or nothing. Bro, I lived in Los Angeles for like six years. I've been to the West Side seven times. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's and it's like, scary over there sometimes. Man, there's a lot of a lot of weird coffee shops I don't understand. Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I, I I'm not for it, but yeah, I do believe in this conspiracy 100 percent Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Here's a, an amazing one. This is one of my favorites that came to us from the Lucas Bros, the Lucas yeah. Brothers. New Jersey. New Jersey, that's Patterson. right. They're, they're Jersey boys. Yeah. The Lucas Bros actually came with a conspiracy uh, where they said, my mama told me that the Brandy curse is real. VSOP or I want to be down. <laughs> We're talking I want to be down. Okay. Uh, but I do think if you drink enough brandy, you you curse yourself in a different way for I sure. Mean, if you drink enough brandy, you want to be down. <laughs> you want to be down and you're not getting back up, baby. Yeah. This is permanent. <laughs> 
What is the Brandy Curse? Oh, I'm so happy you asked that. The Brandy Curse is a debate that has long stood online of every actor on on Brandy on the show Moesha actually being cursed with uh, death. That like all people and all things close to Brandy eventually die and die in sort of like unfortunate or or terrifying circumstances. Is this because Hakeem died? It's not just Hakeem, but yes, it, it he is a major factor here. But Hakeem has died. Merlin Santana died. The the dude who Oh Haji. Oh Haji, that's right. Adele, Aunt Dale, whatever her name was, yeah, died. And Dale, that was her name. And Bernie Mac died, who was also Uncle Bernie on the show. Right. Then on top of that, as you may well know, Moish Brandy has also killed multiple people in a car accident. That was not her fault. It wasn't her fault, but in a car crash, she, two people died as a result of, of being close to her. And then there's some other sort of like looser examples of uh, people who being close in proximity to Brandy have suffered various kinds of curses or sort of like downfalls in their lives. Here's the thing, though. Cheryl Lee Ralph ain't going. Mm. Monique ain't going. Whoa. Fredro Starr ain't going. Still with us, baby. All mainstays on the Moesha platform. Mm-hmm. Ray J, gonna be 200. That thriving. Doing well. He should not, he shouldn't be doing anything, but he's fucking thriving. By all accounts, should have been dead. Like, I, there's too many. I get that a lot of people, I think that, listen, I think that Brandy sucks. I think if you go back. <laughs> what? I, I you think don't like you, Brandy? I like the music. I think if you go back and watch that show, Moesha, kind of a bitch, to be completely Wow. Honest. Bro, when was the last time you watched it? I haven't watched Moesha in some time. Yeah, man. Go back and watch Moesha. She's a bitch. Damn. Was she just a bad friend? What was Bro, her deal? she's just like, she's always making fun of Kim for being fat. She's like super mean to D, who's just trying to help her out. Like her dad bought her a Saturn for her birthday. And this bitch said, no, that's not my style and made him take it back. And she was going to, I guess, save up for a Jeep. Fuck out of here. You got a free car? I didn't yeah. like get a car. My first car was $600. I was like 23. Like, I just don't, I don't fuck with Moesha. Well, I'm starting to hate her guts just off Langston, of- do a deep dive. Go back and watch to. that show. She was, it was like, yo, you watch that show and it's like crazy where you're like, I can't even believe this got through. Like nobody, I feel like the writer's room, that's who we need to get is somebody from that writer's room. Because I feel like the writer's room, they peeped it and they were like, you know what? Brandy's kind of a bitch. Let's just make this show about her being kind of a bitch. Whoa. So they, you're saying, if I'm understanding you correctly, that Brandy was giving negative vibes to them during the creation of the show and they subsequently punished her yeah. through, through the writing. Moesha is not a super likable character. Like, she always does the meanest, rudest thing first. Wow. Yeah, I got to go back. You got to go back. It's on Netflix right now. Shout out to shout out to Ray J though. I don't want him to feel like I don't want this to fuck up our relationship, Ray J. You're, yeah, you don't want to get on Ray J's bad side. I don't. 
Uh, he's a man who will send people to sex you in the butt, according yeah, to Yeah, he it. will get his sneakers who like <laughs> his own admission. <laughs> he will pay people to come fuck you in the booty hole uh, because I guess he's upset with you. I, I'm not really sure. <laughs> for those of you that are unfamiliar, I don't want you holding me accountable for me being uh, not having taste. This you, is truly something Ray J said on the Breakfast Club. He said uh, a lot of things in that interview. In reference to Fabulous, who has come up twice in this episode now. But he was very upset with Fabulous, who made fun of him for playing piano at Floyd Mayweather's house. Right. And then he he threatened to have Fabulous uh both murdered and sexed in the butt. I don't know the order. I don't remember yeah. the order. <laughs> you gotta hope for <laughs> murder second, right? If you just for the the morality of the humans connected to this, you gotta hope for murder second. I think in for a penny, in for a pound. If you're willing to do both for money, <laughs> it's like whatever, man. <laughs> All right, I guess. Because uh, that me, can happen on accident. Remember, Weebay fucked a dead lady. Yeah, and that's not good. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's good. That's not saying... <laughs> that's not... I'm, <laughs> I'm not, like, saying Weebay is a hero. I'm just saying that... Like, I don't know what I'm saying, actually. This is gone. <laughs> that, and that's sort of my point here, Yeah, folks. this went crazy. This went this, crazy. This really went off the rails. But the point is, <laughs> there are some who believe that Brandy... And Moesha specifically, uh, the Moesha program, but Brandy as an entity is cursed and curses all those that are close to her. You seem like you're not buying it. You, you I'm don't not seem for it. I just, I feel like the people who have survived on that show have not only survived, but thrived. Shout out to Abbott Elementary, Cheryl Lee Ralph. I mean, she looks, she looks the same age that she did on Moesha. It's amazing. We need to get her on. She does. Yeah. No, it, listen, if she ever uh, is not busy again in the future, boy, would we love to have her. That'd be crazy. Just to talk to Cheryl Lee Ralph and not try not to say something weird that would oh, mess man. up everything. I, I probably wouldn't say a lot. Yeah, I don't think you can. You I know? would definitely have jewelry on, though. I, come <laughs> I would not come in the way that I come in usually. Some kind of a, I'd wear, I'd be wearing purple for sure. I get that. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta come in ro- with a, a sort of royal energy and hope mm-hmm. that she can she can see that on you. Some type of maybe I'll make some type of gloves out of a crown royal bag, <laughs> <laughs> or something, or something, or something. We're we're freestyling. I'll look. At, I'll I'll look at the latest GQ. I'll get some ideas. Listen, you'll you'll get some ideas. I want us to to leave on a fun one, and and this is a a really fascinating one that I. I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. it. Actually, comes from us, comes to us from a person who I, I, I bet you'll know where he's from, from a gentleman named Troy Walker. Troy Walker. Hey, mile high till I die, baby. Nutty yeah. Northside. What up? What up? Fuck yeah, you know where he's from. But Troy Walker came with a conspiracy theory that I don't think I'm ever going to get over enjoying. But he said, "My mama told me that slavery was faked and black people were already in America." First of all, no, she didn't, Troy. <laughs> uh, shout out to Troy. We just went and got a steak dinner. He got too drunk to walk home. Wow. All his business out. <laughs> it's like a week ago. I was just hanging out with Troy. Uh, okay. 
My mama told me that black people were already in America and slavery was not real. Slavery was fake. There was no actual slavery is the argument. So he's not saying that like he said, does he mean like slavery, like the triangle trade wasn't real? Like they didn't get any from Africa. They were just all here. So part of where this comes from is that a bunch of people started asking online, why don't we have any slave ships? If slavery was such a big deal and so many people were transferred to America over so many years, why do we never see any old slave ships? And to that question... Why don't we it, see any old East India tea trading company ships? Why don't, ships like... It's ships. They, they become different things. Yeah. I, I think... You're ahead of the game already on on what we landed on, but I do think that that ultimately was the question sort of being presented. And there are a bunch of people online that go, ain't no slave ships, meaning there were no slaves. Black people were already here. We just got a scam ran on us, which kept us sort of like in this uh, position of servitude. No, that's stupid. (laughs) That's for stupid people to think. What are you talking about? It's like heavily documented... It's heavily documented in Africa. It's heavily documented in the Caribbean. It was a system. It's heavily documented in the Americas. Bro, here's the thing, man. We need to quit thinking that people are working that hard to trick us. Yeah. It, you understand? Know it, it gives a lot of credit to the white man of being like a mastermind in a way that, that I don't like. Yeah. It's like maybe they were just kind of bad people and they thought they could buy and sell people. They are not thinking about us enough to construct some type of crazy elaborate yeah like that because that wouldn't that wouldn't have helped them like that's how we got rich baby is free labor america doesn't get as rich as america got without free labor like right. the whole reason we are where we are now is because of black people working for free so it's like you can't really like you can't cut that part out of american history and still have like us be where we're at. And I know? think I think I will say that part of what the argument is if I'm understanding it correctly is that it wasn't they're they're arguing that the free labor does still exist. It just wasn't under the the context and circumstances that we understand it to be. If that makes sense that we no, were not stupid. captives but in fact just living here and then forced into free labor in a different way. But maybe they're not How do we get so. here? It, right, and if slavery is fake, black people, then, yeah, because you know why Africa is called the d- dark continent is because the coastline is so difficult to sail out of. Mm. That's like that's like a big part of why Africa is the way it is. That's why there's not a ton of port city. Like, the, it's difficult to sail out of. So Africans weren't like exploring like that, like because it would have still been the same people, right? It would have been West Africans, I assume, if they if they came by boat. Otherwise, if they didn't come by boat, how else would they, like, I just, that doesn't, I don't think that gives credit to black history. Like, I, I, I think that's stupid. I think it's dumb. Yeah. You're, you're real mad at this one. You're, yeah. It, you're raging. It's, because it's like, as bad as slavery is, you have to acknowledge it in what it did to set this country up the way that it did. So to be like, we were just here and then they pulled a trick on it. It doesn't give any credit to black people's role in making this place great. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, it, I think it's like, I think it's very dismissive. And black people, you have to have a way that we got here. 
it's very undermining almost in, in to everybody involved except for the the white man. You know what I mean? It's yeah. sort of like everybody else is just a big old dum dum, but the white man he could he could write any story and we'll believe it because uh, he he's so smart. And yeah, and why didn't they do that with the Native Americans then? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's right. also right. Also, like, what is their because we know they were here. What yeah, was it's their in their name. In <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't like that one. I I think that one's bad. I don't. I, I'll go so far as to say I don't think Troy's mom told him that. I think he. I think he Googled it. Yeah, you Googled this, Troy, and and you know what, Troy? Fuck you. Fuck you, Troy. <laughs> <laughs> For wasting our goddamn time a second time around with your stupid conspiracy theory. Yeah. But also, shout out. Yeah, we got a big steak the other day. (laughs) It's a good time. Enjoy your steak, you drunk idiot. And and no more conspiracy (laughs) theories for you, Troy. Sipping all those fruity drinks. I mean, I mean drinks that were fruit filled. I don't. I'm sorry. But what is Troy? Do you remember what his go to drink was? It was like they were all, <laughs> he was just like, because Troy hasn't been drinking that long. So he was like, if I want something sweet. <laughs> and the guy was like, I got you. And then he had like three and he kept saying, I'm not going to lie. These drinks are working. And that, <laughs> I know, Troy. <laughs> all right, big dog. They take it easy on those amaretto sours. You're going <laughs> to. You're going to start to feel your knees a little differently. Yeah, he was leaning. He was leaning. But shout out. Shout out, Troy. Shout out, Troy. Fuck you, Troy. And uh, and I think we did it. I think this was this was a successful recapping of, of some of our, our most classic episodes. I feel pretty strongly. Yeah, no, you performed well. And uh, and I feel good about what we did. And hopefully you at home feel the same. Except for the Maya Angelou thing. <laughs> And you haven't shipped yourself yet. Oh, you're you're almost done with your coffee. You'll get there. I'm working. I, I want everybody to know it's a Starbucks, not to brag. Yes, he, the boy goes to Starbucks now. He's he's a different person than he was previously. No big deal. I got Martin DVDs. I go to Starbucks. It's, <laughs> it's just my life now. <laughs> David, could you tell the people at home where they can find you? What cool shit you have going on? You can find me on Instagram at CoolGuyJokes87. You should come out on September 15th in Los Angeles. I'm doing a show at the Elysian. Langston is doing one tonight, but this podcast is coming out too late. That's right. I, I'm bad at promoing, but you should go see David at the Elysian on September 15th. Oh, you should also see Langston Kerman at Faded Comedy Denver at the date that we had agreed upon. Which I know somewhere is is recorded, but I don't know off the top of my head right now. I believe it is the third Friday in October. Third Friday in October sounds correct to me. The 22nd. Yes, it is. Langston Kerman, Faded Comedy Denver. We got a step and repeat. We got dark liquor. We got light liquor. Don't worry about the brandy curse. Yeah, don't worry. Come get that Tila Tequila curse. Yeah, she I think is like an anti-vaxxer. I don't know, but yeah, come come to come to those things. Look on my Instagram. I'm around. Yeah, uh, she actually is a uh, a Nazi now. If that oh, it's is way she, worse than uh, than isn't just she? Uh, isn't she not? Yeah, she doesn't know though. She has okay. no clue 
Uh, <laughs> and I was going to tell her, you know? I'm not. I'm not going to tell her. But but please follow David and, and come see him at the Elysian or any of his upcoming shows. And uh, similarly, you can see me at the Elysian a couple more times. I, I believe the, the 27th and the 29th right now of August, I'll be back at the Elysian performing an hour. Uh, so if you're you're in the Los Angeles area, come there. And otherwise, just keep a lookout for other dates. You can follow me at LangstonKerman.com. You can, I guess. I don't do shit on there. But uh, anyway, if you want to send us your own drops, your own conspiracy theories, if you want to add to the 100 episodes, 200 episodes of 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 mania that we've experienced here at least 132 like martin then uh you can send them to my mama pod at gmail.com we would love to hear from you otherwise that's it bye bitch Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.